Boom, buttons hit, motherfucker. Fuck you, podcast you time. Three, two, one, go is to hit the button when you say go, not afterward. I say go, and then I hesitate because I know that there's like a little bit of Discord delay of it getting to them. Who I cares? We'll figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't actually. I don't. I hit the button exactly when I say go, but I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I've not really ever had problems lining it up. Right. I hit the button precisely when I mean to. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the hell? glad that you're here with us listeners here at the end of all things except for the other movies we're going to be watching hello no, i'm fucking taking back. the boat i'm out of here <laughs> i might i might need to take that fucking boat y'all say this y'all say this but you might jump out of the boat like galadriel <laughs> so here's the here's the difference between me and all of them we're I, here I've with watched... mordor movie night watching return of the king now you can go <laughs> I, i've watched the hobbit movies and you can't get me to do it again um autumn is not so autumn has to do it maybe maybe i watch the movies and i write nice little emails into the podcast i just i Coward. You're coward? You're a coward. Yeah. It's, it's a I coward have watched movie. the movies before, and I will I be watching one them again. Movie. I watched the first one. I thought you'd seen all three of them. Really yeah. the only idiot who has already seen all three Hobbit movies and will be now watching them again extended? <laughs> yes. Terrible. I'm not yes. like, oh, I'm a secret Hobbit defender. No, they fucking suck ass. And I'm going really, really to do that. I'm going to suffer through this. Even not if it's just me and Nora. Only- not only are you the only idiot who's done that on this podcast, you might be the only person on this planet. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not, that's but I do true. think I do think Jackson inherently has a Samwise quality about this exact thing. I do. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> to the point to the point of you having to like like knock it out of me. <laughs> you were in my DMs today saying, if you read however many fucking volumes of a light novel this anime covers, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're opening Sorry. TikTok on the goddamn I, podcast. I opened my phone. I forgot wow. that TikTok was open. Wow, 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 wow. Baby Gronk. Has risen. Well, anybody who wants to do the summary of the Return of the King, because I know uh, we do okay, plot I'll do it. Uh, yeah, they they fuck about for a while, nothing happens, and then all the rest of Lord of the Rings happens, and at the end, yeah, they really do fuck about for a while. Parallel Fields goes on for about six billion years. Uh, they don't fuck around; like things are happening. The first like two and a half hours of this movie cover like could have been an chapters email. of the book, and then yes. the last hour of this movie covers like seven of the other ten chapters, and then they just skip all the shit that matters. This is, this is correct. Yes, this is correct. <laughs> it's not even, it's like... Look, we got all the important things. We got the skulls, okay? Oh we my got God. the elephants. We I'm got not going to be able to do a podcast with Nora ever again after all this. Did we you, got the, the ghosts. The, the funny thing about the, the skulls... Game levels. The, <laughs> The funny thing about the skulls is I know that those shots are recorded after the movie wins Best Picture. No. 
Yes, there's like a comment yeah. in the thing that <laughs> he's still shooting pickups uh, for the extended edition when they when that win comes in. Um, I was like, it's the first movie to win Best Picture before it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God we got the skulls in there. The skulls how, were important. How would we have gotten by without the fucking skulls? How so, would Aragorn have proven himself worthy of leading the zombies into battle without him... <laughs> Running away from some skulls. <laughs> I hate I hate the zombies so much. Everything about their aesthetic is nasty, um, and I don't mean like they're they're well, desiccated corpses. No, I specifically mean <laughs> their fucking Dayglow Scooby Doo nonsense aesthetic. I hate it. It's like it fucking Pirates of the Caribbean shit in my I Lord was of Rings. Gonna say it's it's giving Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, well, guess what? Fucking owns Curse of the Black Pearl. You're right. I don't want those two things to mix together. I like those two. Those two things are fine, separate and apart. So there are scenes in this movie that are like genuinely all-time greatest scene in cinema history. The Ride of the Rohirrim, it does not get better than The Ride of the Rohirrim. I cried. Yeah, I cried. absolutely. You Every cried. time. It's that good. Uh, however, the thing you just said made me realize that The Pirate of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, is a better movie than Return of the King. I just believe That's that in true. my heart. I, oh, yeah. 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 No question. Curse of the Black Pearl is better than many movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like it less than movie. probably everyone here, but I do agree that it's better than Return of the King. I think it's better than more movies than it's worse than. Yeah. Cast Black Pearl is a good movie. Therefore, it's better than most movies. Hey, remember what we said we were going to do, speaking of my soundwise quality, said we were going to watch uh, At World's End and this never did. That's really funny. Oh, we will. It's just going to be on franchise now. It's just going to oh. be on franchise now. The actual again? thing, since we should talk about this fucking movie, is um, the Rankin-Bass movie's better. Just yes. straight up. Yes, I, straight up. I, I can't go with you on this one. The, the, the Rankin and Bass movie remembers that... Uh, Frodo it's about Frodo taking the ring to Mordor. Yes. I was okay. I saw that happen in this film. And I, it was oh. good. I was No, it was fine. not good. I hate all the Frodo stuff. I think literally, I don't know if there's a single mm. good scene before Frodo wakes up in Minas Tirith that Frodo does in this movie. I think it's all miserable. That's ridiculous. I thought I thought it was totally fine that the last movie was more about Aragorn because I thought the trade-off that was happening there was that this was going to be more about Frodo. And they forget that Frodo's in the fucking movie most of the time. Like, it's, yes. they, it's it takes them movie. two hours to get to where the last book ended for Frodo. Yes. <laughs> yes. They spend two hours wasting his fucking time, and then they speed run all the interesting things that happen in Mordor, and then they skip the end of his fucking character arc. Also, they just take out Sam's whole, like, they when he has the ring, he has the vision of the Sam gardening. Gets to do in the books. Yes, I think that stuff is like critically important to understand what Frodo's going through. So instead, he just looks like he's fucking overcome with consumption, like a like a fair maiden. <laughs> the entire side of his movie. I think I say in between. Like I do think it's it's weak compared to the to the the book, especially. Um, but it's not like unwatchably bad. It's just kind of like frustrating. It's just boring. It's just boring. It's kind of a mess, but, like, in a very different way than, like, the other go-to for me, which is The Rise of Skywalker, which is well, a different sure. type of mess. Well, sure, this Rise takes of the shit out of Rise of Skywalker. I'm not <laughs> well, yeah, it's... them directly. I'm saying both of these are, like, kind of floundering at times. Sure. But for totally different reasons. Sure. Rise of Skywalker is one of the all-time bad movies. Like it's terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't this movie is won a record number of Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. Thus, and you know what? When King Theoden says "Right for Ruining the World's Ending," 
it won. It, it earned it. It earned it with yeah. that scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the right thing. Now. Uh, um, maybe the most deflating possible moment watching this movie for me was. Uh, Eowyn fights the Witch King, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. I have no complaints there. And then immediately almost dies to the fucking Elephant Man orc until Aragorn comes and, like, comedy kills him for her because she can't actually do anything. Well, she's broke both her arms. It's so... That's an extended edition special. Just really uh, punishing you for watching the longer version. That's The scene with the Elephant Man orc is not in the original theatrical version. This is definitely the one where, like, there are extended edition scenes that, like, clearly both pacing and structure-wise make the movie worse. But also, I'm not going to watch it the other way because then there's, there's Faramir's barely in it. So, like, yeah. what, what the hell? House, House, House of Healing? Not in the not in the uh, theatrical version. Man. House it's barely healing, in this movie. House of Healing, not in the extended version. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the shit where Faramir and Eowyn just meet each other and then are like, I guess we're married now, is like so <laughs> terrible, especially yes. when it's like one of my favorite chapters of the entire book series. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. This, this movie relies, a lot of this movie relies on Faramir being like noble uh, and tragic and interesting as he goes into that doomed battle, right? Like, that's the the way this movie is structured. A lot of the mm. um, Minas Tirith stuff before Aragorn shows up is about Faramir uh, and um, it's Pippin. Pippin, right? I was like, which one? <laughs> which one? Oh my god. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and Pippin and um, Denethor's stuff, which is, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Denethor in a bit. Uh, but, like, because they don't have the whole scene where it, it's Faramir and Eowyn talking and they talk about what it means to stay behind and what it means to, like, not die in a doomed world, right? Like, Faramir is feeling intense guilt that he's not going out and dying in this moment. Uh, and so is Eowyn, and they're, like, bonding through that and talking about that. Uh, it just makes him look like a fucking pussy out of nowhere. Like, why is he not riding with Aragorn? He's fine. Um, <laughs> there's re- There are reasons he doesn't do that, but they're not in the movie. It just the, They assume you kind of know them from the book, I, I guess. I don't know. It's really weird. I see why it was cut. It barely works as a scene as it is, because it's so truncated. Um mm-hmm. I mean, there are plenty of scenes that I guess don't work, but it, when you're watching it, I felt like it doesn't matter. I'm still watching The Lord of the Rings, one of the best like movie trilogies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I guess no. for, for, like, for me, it just feels like it really is that the, the Battle of Pelennor Fields is so belabored. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Like the battle itself is like, I don't have any complaints about the battle. What I have complaints about is that, like, everything that I find interesting in this book comes after that battle, and they just half-ass it. Like, they half-ass Aragorn saying that he's going to ride out to meet them. They half-ass, like, the Battle of the Black Gates. They half-ass, like, all of Frodo and Sam's stuff. Uh, And it's just, like, they just cut... And it... I don't want to be like, oh, well, it's not like my books, so it's bad. I just mean that, like, all the character beats, all the emotional moments get short shrift in favor of CGI battle spectacle. Well, yeah, the, the thing with, like, the Ride of the Rohirrim happens, which is great. After the long siege and the siege is like, you know, they're throwing chopped heads into, into Minas Tirith. It's like grim out there. Um, mm-hmm. 
And that happens. And then the Witch King comes out and fights them, which is pretty good. Like, I have no complaints about that. Then the then there's the Elephant Man orc, and that gets taken care of. Then the fucking ships show up. Then the Scrubbing Bubbles uh, ghosts ride through the, the fields. Then Legolas has to take out the super racism elephant squad, uh, which is given more weight cinematically than Eowyn taking out the Witch King. Yeah, that's a, the thing about, like, it, it felt like there's so much buildup to Aragorn walking the paths of the dead, enlisting that army, and then the actual arrival on the field feels so, like, quick, and it's just like, oh, I guess the battle ended, except that we have to spend a long time letting Legolas, like, climb up the elephant, and then go this way, and cook. then go that way, and then he... I'm fine letting him cook. The the leggy moment is not bad. It's that like it's bad. It's bad. I this one's bad. Why are there 8080s in fucking Lord of the Rings? Because I know like, these are, are elephants, right? But they are they are the 8080s. That's how they are shot. They're doing cable it's shit sick. with them. Because it's, it's not cool. sick. This movie would be better if there were no elephants in it. Straight up, 100. percent Cut the elephants. The movie's better. No, absolutely not. The elephants <laughs> have to be in the big battle. Why? Oh, this is. Because they're cool. This is like barely related. This reminded me of something that's not quite. So the until this moment, my favorite goofy shot in this whole in this whole trilogy has been the bit where um, Hugo's face fades in um, in Fellowship. <laughs> yeah. That, that yes. has been replaced now. There is one goofier shot. And is it is it the is it the RPG Boromir? menu of Boromir behind Faramir? Because that one's really funny. <laughs> that one's really funny to me as well. You one. know what? That's actually better. The thing I was gonna say. The one you said is way better because <laughs> the thing that crossed my mind was um, there's these overhead shots of like Legolas telling Gimli about the paths of the dead. And then for some reason, they reposition the camera to be like under Legolas, like shooting oh, up at this extremely really <laughs> up angle. And it's like swooshing around, trying to make everything spooky. Woo! It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> It is Disney Channel Halloween movie level it of is. cinematography. It really fucking is. Um, also, the New Zealand Tourism Board decided they really needed to get theirs with this movie uh, in a way that, like, I thought last movie was more on sound stages, and this movie has so many, like, helicopter Gondor shots. Gondor calls for aid. Gondor calls for aid. Let's to, be, you know. to be fair, okay, that scene is sick. It's, I have, it's great. I have a it's question. It's fucking great. That scene is really, really good. I love it. How big is Middle Earth? How big is Gondor? Because I didn't uh, get it, the impression. It's definitely not big enough for the, the beacons to go through day and night, like literally travel through an international dateline. No, <laughs> this is totally cinematic language, <laughs> making zero sense the second you think about it. It's, it's still a, sick, though. It's, it's sick not even hell. cinematic language. It's like... They they mention the time it falls from day to night, and that's an important plot point and not accounted for in the, that, those shots. Um, it is cool when all the orcs start shouting "Grand, Grand, Grand," and then it's kind of deflating when Grand like disappears from the movie for a couple of minutes because we have to go do something else, and then they come back and it's night. <laughs> I do. I was like unclear on whether. Grand sat in front of the gates until it was dark, or if it had been hammering that whole time. It was not... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's weird. It's cool. I like Grand. Um... I don't know. I don't... I don't dislike this movie. I just think it's like... I think it's a disaster. 
<laughs> Denethor like, doesn't even have a Palantir. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I, like, this is the thing uh, that Emma said for years. Like, oh, I don't like Denethor in this movie. And I've been like, yeah, 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 nod and nod. And then I read the book and was like, oh, I remember it being different, I guess, but I don't really remember Return of the King. Um, and then we get to this. Uh, Denethor, literally a different guy, completely different guy, uh, doesn't have a Palantir. Apparently just sucks because he sucks. De- yeah, Denethor, Denethor in this movie... Uh, is a Harry Potter film series character. Yes. yes. He he is an irrational yes. adult that can only be thwarted by the very sensible characters like comedy beat. Gandalf hits him with a stick twice as like, a, as like the way to deal with Denethor is to hit him with a staff. Like, like it's a slapstick bit. I'm it like, what are we doing here? It would take two minutes to establish he's got the Palantir. He's been looking into it because we started this movie with like, oh, that Palantir, bad news. So like you could Thus, just- you you would Show also him build in his up throne room, yeah. You when when Argorn looks into it, it's meaningful that he sees the thing but goes out anyway, which is the thing Denethor did not do. He sees what's in the Palantir and cowers in his tower and is is like you know losing his mind. Um, and it, it would make the stuff with Argorn work better. Unfortunately, none of that exists. It would also be meaningful if, if he went and got Denethor's Palantir, not just the one that Gandalf's carrying around, right? Like right. It was the, right. this thing that brought the corruption, that brought this battle, and he is like going deliberately, intentionally to face it. Uh, as like the I mean, that's not that's not the palantir he uses in the book. No, but like cinematically, it, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 book doesn't like deal in that way because uh, it's already talking about this stuff out loud. But as a shorthand, you would have him like barging into Denethor's throne room, like the cinematic language is doing that, uh, yes. and not just taking it out of Gandalf's fucking coat. And if yeah. you're doing months of reshoots anyway, this is the easiest reshoot to do. Just show him looking into an orb, you know? <laughs> yes. The, the problem is, like, Denethor, because he just is, like, a foolish, crazy man, right? Like, he's just a man in power who is misusing that power. I uh, just robs any... The people of Minas Tirith just don't seem, like, beleaguered, like, the last bastion of, like, what is, like, against Sauron. They just kind of seem foolish. Everything here seems kind of foolish because Denethor doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, and it, it's so weird with the last movie, the build-up to Helm's Deep being, like, so good and the way they portray, like, the people of Rohan. Um, and then you compare that to this movie where the build-up just kind of feels like, we're kind of fucked, aren't we? Yeah, we're pretty fucked. Mm, shrug. <laughs> it, I don't know. <laughs> this is the second time. The second time in these this movies the a massively important, hugely, like, thematically load-bearing uh, point of uh, a war, uh, like, a war alliance being made uh, that shows that there is still hope left in Middle-earth or whatever, uh, is entirely caused by Pippin tricking people. <laughs> He's done that twice, in both movies. He tricked, he tricked Treebeard to go see the, uh, uh, I sneaks up there! Yeah, and the Assassin's Creed turned on the uh, the beacons. They're just little guys. Pippin gets his little video game level. And even Gandalf says, like, this is like this is why you bring the hobbits, because they're the good of Middle Earth and like they're making this happen. And it just feels like it's taking away from the idea of like Lord of the Rings is about there are these real grievances, right? Like the grievances between Rohan and Gondor are important. Uh they are not fixed by this. Uh and they aren't like simple things to to just brush away because one guy's being a fucking moron um well uh, theoden repeats like where was gondor when the westfold fell like and then the next time we see theoden he's like okay we'll ride and it's like there wasn't i thought aragorn was gonna give some sort of like you know king you have to do this because of blah 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 
Like, I thought there was going to be, like, a moment between these two characters who have now, who have a lot of history together that we've seen on screen, you know. Did they ask? Huh? Did they ask Gondor to help? They did, not this, I mean, yes, he, Gondor calls for aid and Rohan will answer is, great scene, I love it, classic. But Autumn is right that, like, there is no connective tissue between the scene we see earlier where Theoden is conflicted and, like, preoccupied on why... It's been a uh, day, he had lunch, he was just... Put it in the movie then! You put the fucking elephants in, (laughs) show me Theoden change his mind and, like, overcome something to make that choice. That's what makes it meaningful, that's what makes the Helm's Dean stuff meaningful. They did it there, they built that battle up. Perfect. What matters yeah. is before that we get the shot of Aragorn running up those stairs, and it's one of my favorite shots. Oh, I just like I, I just like watching him run. <laughs> I'm not here to bad mouth for like Beacon scene itself and Aragorn running mm-hmm. in and like the silence and then when Graham will answer and the music plays. It's great, it, it, incredible. It's cinema, uh, but it it is it does speak to like a weakness in the character work that I think it permeates this movie. Yeah. And especially after the the previous two movies are so on point with the character work, you know? Yes. To just see this movie, like, fumble fumble that in favor of this other thing just was really disappointing to me. And I feel like in talking about it, I'm a little more negative on it than I am in watching it, but I don't know. I was... I mean, need we speak on Gollum next so that you can feel more negatively? <laughs> uh, he's got his iconic... Gollum, I mean gestures his iconic gestures and sayings yeah all the all the golem lines that i knew before seeing these movies were in this movie um i don't know he's just here he's just i just meant that whole the stairs how were the stairs in this movie stairs were fantastic s rank stairs no no qualms there except for the things that happened on the stairs yeah <laughs> oh you mean when uh throdo uh fucking street fighter threw golem over his head <laughs> Oh, no, that's cool. <laughs> I meant the boys love love triangle. God. Yeah, I mean, yes. The whole conflict being about whether like a love triangle between Frodo and Gollum is so, and, and Sam is so stupid. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Not to be a, a book guy, but that's not what happened. I have a whole podcast where every week we show up and are like, this movie that's about straight people, gay actually, and we love it. We love that. Uh-huh. This is the gayest movie ever made, and it's, like, actively detracting from the movie. <laughs> I mean, the, th- the thing is, it doesn't improve on the inherent quality of Frodo and Sam's relationship as writ. Um, uh-huh. There's there's nothing in Gollum's character that makes sense for Frodo outside of he is tormented by the ring and sees a kindred spirit. But they don't... That's, like, me do- doing the connective dots. Like, that's not a scene. There's not a scene where Frodo's like, Sam, you don't understand. You haven't carried the ring uh, also, Sam does carry the ring in the movie, just doesn't talk about it ever. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, because it's, a, it's like a reveal. Yeah, which is a weird way to play that. Speaking of gay moments, you they don't even do the thing where, like, Frodo is dead, uh, as far as Sam knows. Sam has the ring and is being tempted and then, like, realizes that he loves Frodo more than he, like, wants the power of the ring. That's, like what happens in the book and they don't even put that in if you want to put your like food bait in this movie there it is why does that not happen in the film <laughs> it does the, the, the last in the book the last hour of this movie is like men holding each other men like caressing each other like pressing their faces against one it's, another it's got aragorn and legolas like making the most meaningful eye contact look, ever before like i said legolas is aragorn's beard yeah <laughs> 
um, <laughs> the the actual part here that does work is Mary and Pippin, uh, who get all yes. this and yeah. it fucking lands because I feel like they show up. We had they're like we hadn't had anything to do in the last two movies. We're getting it all in now. And I genuinely think Mary and Pippin are the best parts of this movie. I like everything going on with them outside of the, like the Palantir cleanup with Pippin, but whatever. I, I like, I like, um, I like Mary's stuff a little better because I think maybe a little bit of adaptation brain where I feel like they're still doing the thing where their, their stories parallel each other. But I think the book just like does the paralleling a little better because Denethor's character in general works better in the books. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, Denethor sucks, but I do love Pippin going here being like i fucked up i'm just a fuck up i need to do something doing maybe the wrong thing but it kind of working out and then still having to like deal with denethor right like he has to sit there and sing his song while that guy menacingly eats uh chicken and tomatoes uh and it's miserable and i think he sells that really well and all this stuff with gandalf where he's like gandalf tell me something positive please the love of god gandalf's like well i can tell you what happens when you die because you're probably about to (laughs) It's good. Gandalf All that stuff is, is good. So fatalistic in this movie, and it works for me actually. Yeah. Um, Gandalf is so sure that they're fucked, though. You didn't yes. like the Gandalf scene with the Witch King. Yeah, that one didn't. The the this is this is the silliest. I I think this is the silliest complaint I have about these movies. But I thought like Gandalf kind of looked like a chump when he got knocked off his horse. I want I wanted it to be like. No, let's throw down. I'm ready to go. And I this this Gandalf here in this movie is so fatalistic that he's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna die to the Witch King now, which is not how I envision that. Except scene. he goes. Except his role is to go around and like push against Denethor being like that, and push against Aragorn being like that, um, until right. until it's not convenient anymore, and you need him to be that guy because that's like the only dichotomy this movie has is one guy is hopeless and the other guy says, no, we have to carry on. Hmm. Um. The 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 um, the the Gandalf scene that worked best for me is the bit where you see him being fatalistic, and then you see Faramir be like, "I just saw him two days ago." Like, and and Ian McKellen's smile there is so good. <laughs> That's his best moment in this whole in this whole movie. Um, uh, my favorite Gandalf moment is just the him. shot of him sitting sad in the like stone stairs, where it's like there's it's like you're there's on a set. It's just it looks like Ian McKellen's set photo of him just kind of being tired. On the set. It kind of looks like him on the set of The Hobbit. (laughs) Oh, and he's like actually sad? Like, why am (laughs) I doing this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, you know what that reminded me of? Uh, uh, The the first, like, 15 minutes of this movie where where I guess... It seems like all the Saruman stuff is in reshoots because they realized, oh, we left Christopher Lee out of this movie. Let's let him ham it up for a couple of minutes and then seconds. No, it's the other way. <laughs> this was this was meant to be the. It's clearly meant to be in the movie because it's where they deal with the actual villain they've been building up the last two two films, uh, and then he realized it was shit, so cut it. He, and you know what? It's a bit of shit. He, I I like this because I like watching Christopher Lee just like. You like Count Dooku. Yeah, I like Count Dooku. And that's Uh, what you kind of are getting more of here than really Saruman over the last two movies. Yes. Uh, um, I I like Count Dooku and I like like Brad Dourif being a slimy little shit. And like, like, in the last movie, I I didn't see him as Brad Dourif. I saw him as as Wormtongue. Like, the role is like well-written enough that I'm like, okay, this is this character. 
But, like, for some reason in this movie, maybe because he doesn't get any fucking lines. He has, yeah, um, he has no lines. He literally just stabs him and then gets shot. <laughs> yeah. He screams. Yeah. Also, you thought he was Smeagol. There was a very, there was a very tight close-up on Andy Serkis at the start of this movie that I was like, is that Wormtongue? Because he, he's greasy in the same way that Wormtongue is. And he's holding a worm, is. and you're like, oh, I get it, because his name is a worm. I... Yeah. I hate that Smeagol scene so much. It's so it strange. It, the- it makes it so biblical. It makes it so Cain and Abel. Um, yes. In the, in, like they're in the gardens of Eden. And this is like the original sin in a way that I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't need this. The, the part also, with, oh, Go ahead. I'm just going to say the part that was for me is like, I know it's true in the books. Right? I know this happened. Um, mm-hmm. and this, But in like... The book is just like a story told about Gollum. It's like a, a way in which his tragedy is uh, spelled out, and it's like a childhood playground story in many ways. It's like a very simple morality tale. Uh, but putting it like directly, objectively with a camera shooting what happens, it just, that's not what the, the ring doesn't turn you into a murderer in four seconds. That's not, that's not what happens. It, ha- it has like an influence uh, that is shown right. in more subtle ways than it makes you the murder joker in the second you put it on. Um, and he doesn't. He, Circus doesn't do any lines in like a normal voice. Like the first time he yes, speaks, yes, I was movie about to. Gollum. My complaint, my complaint is that his voice is still the same fucking Gollum voice. What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, it's the Smeagol voice, not the Gollum voice. Yeah, we don't. It's like it's he's doing a put on voice. Like no human being <laughs> sounds like that. Right, Smeagol. The, the, implica- <laughs> the implication is supposed to be that he was normal, living a life, and he he got the ring, and he was jealous, and maybe he's a shitty guy who would have murdered his friend anyway, right? Like that's the implication. If that story is meant to be taken as like literally what happens, he the friend picks up the ring, he murders his friend to get the ring. Um, but there's a whole bit where it's like then because he's like a murderer who is sneaky and uses the ring all the time, he's banished from the village and like eventually shunned by all the people around him, and this makes it sound like. The, he picks up the ring, becomes a murderer, then puts on the ring and immediately goes to the hell dimension where he turns into a weird frogman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, remember how cool it is when the Bakshi movie does this in shadow play? That's sick. That is pretty sick. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't know why you need it. Like, just think of another opening to the movie, man. Yeah, that's the other thing is like, what is the, like, what is the move being made by like putting this at the start of the movie? And it just, it's like, it sort of deflates the whole movie into a very simple, like Ooh, ring bad sort of thing. And well, obviously the, the obvi- ring is bad. <laughs> I'm not saying the ring's not bad. I'm just saying that like, I mean, I do the, think, I do think this movie suffers by there's very little book left to adapt. Um, even by even with shunting Shelob into this third movie, it, it, it's nothing. They fed a big spider. Who cares? Um, and especially when you're not going to do any of the same stuff that actually matters around that. Um, and so it's, they're left with more space for the adaptation choices. And the adaptation choices in this trilogy are generally bad. When they're writing original material, it's mostly very bad. <laughs> um, and I, partially, I, I like. I assume part of it is like, man. You know who really saved our bacon on this one? Andy Serkis. If he had not come through and it had like been the thing that people were like, oh, look at this fucking Gollum guy. It's a whole new thing. Um, it wouldn't have worked. 
and you so you put him in finally as like a real person he gets to act a little bit and whatever um mm. but it's worse than every golem scene and i don't even like the golem scenes in this movie I, you know what? I, I do like the one scene where uh, he shows up at the slopes of Mount Doom and him and Sam just fucking beat each other senseless. I think that part's really good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Sam throws him over the top rope. It's pretty good. He, he literally like slices him across the belly in like a way that is just like more violent than the. That should have happened fucking four hours ago <laughs> by the um, time it's happening in that movie. There, there are. There are a lot of m- moments in this movie that are really, like, overplayed, I feel like, mm-hmm. that, like, that end up corny because they're, like, over the top. Some of them work for me. Some of them don't. Um, the w- the one that, like, works the least... So, the- when Gollum is falling with the ring and he's holding it, that yes. works for me just fine. When he's fine. dissolving, no like, a video game character. <laughs> yeah. When the ring sits on top of the lava for a couple minutes so that, like, Frodo or Sam can pull Frodo up and then the ring sinks in and then the Cinderin, like, dissolves I, separately. Stupid. I, I like this because we already know the ring is, like, resistant to heat. It's, like, a thing we know. Like, you put it in the fire and it, it's not even hot. It's just the writing mm. shows up. So the writing, like being like a, a weird magical heat sink for the ring, it's a hard thing to depict, right? Because like a ring goes into lava, it, it's gone. It fucking melts instantly. Like I, you know, I've, I've seen smelting videos on YouTube. It's not a big deal. Um, so you have to depict that with some level of metaphor. And I think it's fine. It's the it's the slow everything suddenly in slow motion biblical wind down from that that I find like genuinely tedious. You mean they like. Uh epic desktop background shot of the eagles coming in with gandalf i i mean i mean barador suddenly being like a load-bearing boss that gets like wiped out by the like shockwave of, the, of really, yeah, it does a little sonic boom as it comes down <laughs> yeah. i love a very very precise canyon that yes. opens up and yes. it's so nice that that canyon left a place for all of the like of um aragorn's army to stand but all of the orcs got fucked by it so um, where'd their horses I'm, go by the way where they were all on horses where'd the fucking horses go I know that this is probably done to death. Mm-hmm. I had only just encountered it recently. Does Frodo in the movie? Does Frodo not know Legolas's name? <laughs> <laughs> because they never speak, and he yeah. doesn't say his name when they all reunite at the end. I mean, he was at the Council of Elrond, but yes, he doesn't say his name. It's very silly. <laughs> <laughs> I, the the protracted Elijah Wood mouthing everybody's name also like I'm like this is awful. Um, also, oh, you don't like all the slow motion? It's everyone's scene. It's, it's specifically, like, the way it's, it's depicted and, like, Gandalf laughing. Like, there's, there's, like, like Gandalf starts laughing and that's fine. But then there's, like, a back, like, it cuts back to, like, a wide shot where he's just standing there laughing as these, these people who have been through hell frolic on a bed together. And it's unhinged. <laughs> I'm like, everything the scene wants to do, you already did better in Fellowship when Frodo wakes up in the uh, House of Elrond. Um, yeah. Which is how I feel about most of the movie. Y'all did it better the first time. <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to the one ring wraith who didn't even make it to being <laughs> exploded on by Mount Doom and in fact fell off of the fell beast uh, into the armies because an eagle grabbed it. Yeah. I want to know that guy's story. <laughs> he's, also, the, he's the least of the nine kings of men. <laughs> maybe that one's Talion. <laughs> The guy from the uh, video game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he 
Yeah. Um, is he a king in that? Remember, the, uh, he uh, he becomes a ring race. Yeah, uh, that's the end of the second game, right? Yeah. Wait, the end of the yeah. second game is he becomes one of the ring race that <laughs> yes. he gets exploded on. This is this is big. IJD puts himself in the second Death Star. Oh, but he's yeah. not a fucking king. <laughs> he's literally he's not a, a king corrupted by a, the ring. That's just not what he is. He's, he's a, a ranger who he ma- makes his own ring of power. When does he that's make a ring of power? At the end of the first game. Man, these games fucking suck. <laughs> anyway, I was gonna say something. Um, I had. What's your What's your take on the mouth of Sauron, Nora? Uh, I still like it, but it could be better. Could be better. And they picked the right guy for it, certainly. I do, yeah, I think the makeup. I think the makeup on that one's really cool. Unfortunately, I, has nothing to do. I think. I wish it's, the headpiece was smaller. I think it's but, stupid that Aragorn cuts his head off. Yes, I do think that's stupid. <laughs> Specifically, because his plan, right, is to buy time. Uh, yes. And I understand he's doing this to look cool and begin the fight, but if you were here to buy time, wouldn't you be like, it's time to discuss her? Like, he comes into the fucking tent in the book, and like they have that whole scene where they discuss like Sauron's demands and what men would be willing to oh, like. Oh, man, if he was like, oh, yes, Mouth of Sauron, please come with me to this tent where Prince Emeril finally is here, and we're going to hash out terms of who owes tribute to who for three hours, it would be a much better movie But that would draw the spotlight you. on the right, tower. Right, this is the thing, is that in the books... When he says we have to draw the eye, he's speaking like metaphor. Metaphor. Oh, the the eye becoming a fucking video game searchlight made it's, me lose my. Mind. I'd forgotten about. It. I was like, oh my god! He has to literally boss get down. It's the enemy gunship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the thing that I had forgotten was the fact that the the uh, in this film version of the story, the Witch King is the one who stabbed Frodo. Yes. Hmm. I was it just wasn't was just one of them? Did it even say yeah. which one? It's, no, it's they... the one that has a name that isn't in the book, but oh, the okay. name exists. Okay. I don't know. It was like um, sp- I, I don't remember it being notable which uh, uh, Ringwraith stabbed. I, they give they give the Witch King a full on like fucking Batman suit up sequence, like the greatest of all foes. Aragorn does not it's get sick. a like I'm going to become the king suit up sequence. It's like That's a jump mean. cut of him dropping his necklace and then he's on a horse being sad. I'm like motherfucker, he's the king now. How do you do this? That jump cut the really king annoyed returned me. Returned and they glossed over it. Yes, <laughs> that jump cut annoyed me so much because like the space between those two scenes of him deciding to go like face out and then riding out. That's important. Important shit happens in that space narratively. You cannot. They gave they gave Theoden one of the coolest speeches of all time when he did this exact thing. Yes. Where is the horse and the rider? <laughs> yes. Where is the window was blown? Man. I believe the um, in unfinished tales. If that's uh, if that's your bag, uh, the second in command under the Witch King is named Kamul. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, K H A M U with a pointy like a bracket, mm-hmm. uh, the L, uh, also known as the as the Black Easterling or the Shadow of the East. Yeah. Okay, one of those names you can't say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien, you gotta. Tolkien, we need to talk about some He's race things. He's fucking dead. <laughs> all of the all of the um, like the the Easterling design in Two Towers, like the kind of like. Middle Eastern guys, not in this movie. 
They just yeah. jettisoned yeah, those guys entirely. Did Faramir kill all of those guys and these are different yeah. guys? They, they just swapped them out in like wholesale for the like weird tribal guys with all the like bones and tattoos. We chose a different racism to go with. For this <laughs> yes. I mean, there are still the guys with like the black um, uh, headgear, but it's it's still a different. Yeah, it's yeah. still different clothing. So I don't know. I was disappointed. I like those guys. With their, um, with their cool halberds. They did they did put Urukai in Kirithungul, which I thought was interesting. Because we'd mentioned oh, yeah. what happens to the Urukai, and uh during the fight over the Mithril shirt, it is a it is an Urukai versus uh the the coolest orc in the movies is that green orc in that yeah. I think that oh, guy I, looks great. I hated this. I hated this. I hated <laughs> the sequence for sure. I think that cool orc just looks great. He looks like he fell out of a labyrinth or something. I think it's a good makeup. So these are like the armies that are threatening the existence of all men or whatever. Right? Yes. And they're losers. And they're all losers that immediately get into a civil war over a shirt. Like it's a very yes. nice mythical shirt, but they're like ready to kill each other on sight. Uh, they're seemingly like super racist in whatever factional divide they have. Uh, they all hate each other. They're, it's so like cartoon comedy evil that it just breaks the idea of this evil is a threat that has to be itself. right. But it's such a stupid way. Oh, <laughs> the evil people are just all the evil and they hate each other and they're gonna, you know, Sam's gonna try to break in, but they've already killed each other because that's just what they're like. It's like but oh, why? it's like it's like I went to the Sith uh, school in right. Kotor. <laughs> yeah. It is just like the fucking oh, the Sith always kill each other thing, and then you just think for three seconds ago, well, then why are they a threat to anyone then if they're that useless? <laughs> Presumably, Sauron can like can like mind control them or like compel them to at least like march together. By the way, uh, so Minas Morgul is like one of the big things that I knew from this movie because that's really cool concept art. Yeah. Um, all it is is a big glowy green city over there. Mm-hmm. I I kind of enjoy the like demented Wizard of Oz nature of it. Like there's the bit in Wizard oh, that's of Oz why where Adam didn't like it. <laughs> uh, yes, where where Dorothy and everyone go and spy the the witch's castle and you, they see all the monkeys fly out or whatever. And that's literally what I'm pretty sure that's a direct homage uh, to that scene in this oh, movie. Yeah. Um, so. But they don't just... have the watchers really, and they don't like the part like they have the big beacon, but it's not. It doesn't have the like otherworldly menace that the books like inhabit it where it's like like even golems like if you touch the flowers you're probably gonna die instantly like everything about it is poison and it's just not the way it's depicted in this at all it's just kind of evil and green and over yes. there well, yes we got to, i thought it was still cool i like that uh it, it's great concept background art. available yeah. now lord of the rings.net <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> yeah i agree on that part um i always wanted to go up the stairs i wanted to know what it was like to climb up all the stairs when yeah. i was a kid I bet, I bet it would suck. I, I bet, bet it would, really but it suck. looked cozy to me. I, <laughs> the, the stair stuff in these movies I found, like, not the, not the, like, scenes on the stairs, but they, like, just the, the screenwriter brain in me, the amount of times they establish it's stairs, then the tunnel. Like, Gollum says that about three times, separate times, like, this is an important thing to know. I'm like, I know what, you're climbing up the stairs, fine, go, get on with it then. Why is this going to hammered on beyond every other, like, um, geog- geographical plot point in this movie? <laughs> My version of this is Frodo gets caught in the spider web. The spider's coming behind him. We see the shadow of the spider on the wall, and then Gollum creeps up to go to sing a song about how he both betrayed him and got him caught in a spider web. And isn't that dangerous and scary? And, and also subverts his own rhyme. Yeah. yeah. Caught well, in a web, soon you'll be eaten. eaten. <laughs> I, I was like, this is too much. This is fucking too much right now. I can't handle it. 
Well, and they spend an hour and a half climbing these stairs, and then it takes them less than an hour to cross all of Mordor. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And presumably there's more time in there because, like, we know time passes it when, like, after the siege, right? The reason most of this movie is... The st- like, the reason the photo stuff is timed the way it is because they want to geographically link up Frodo and Aragorn and everyone in a way that makes sense. Uh, but I just don't think it works because, like, there's still abstraction being done and, in fact, it just makes it more distracting. Um, the things they chose, like, this has to make sense. They, they don't line up because... There's literally like the end. The the final battle is they try to sync it up so directly that it's like they're fighting as he's as he's actually climbing the mountain, um, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't make any sense the way this is all lined up. I know it's being cross edited. First of all, he's at the base of the mountain when the fight begins. Uh, he's not climbing that mountain in anything less than seven hours at that point. Um, <laughs> so I hope they survived seven hours of battling at the Black Gates. Uh, in a completely tacticless, like random melee, as they just charge at them. Got, here's a, here's got a off crazy thought. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What if you had the movie and Aragorn got to the Black Gate, and then you fought, went and saw Frodo for the first time, and you didn't know if Frodo's quest was successful in any way? You mean the structure of the book? Yeah, I mean the structure. Yes. Yeah, what if there were six, like ninety-minute to two and a half hour for the last ones movies? What, what if, if there just were make- six hour-long movies? <laughs> I think you can get a lot. If it was a TV I, show, <laughs> I think you can get six full-length movies out of those books. I think you can get six. Oh, I'm movies. sure you could. You could do nine. <laughs> no, 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 I want six. I like the, the six-book structure. You know, the fucking Lord of the Rings, the books they made. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand why no one ever d- would would do that because then, like, movie four is the most boring movie in the world. Um, <laughs> movie four would be uh, the Frodo Two Towers. Yeah. I mean, you have the giant spider, right? Like, yeah, other stuff. Spider. You'd have the marshes. You'd have the you'd have stuff. stuff. You'd have Faramir a little bit. There's stuff there. There's plenty of stuff there. I, if, if ever, I, you know, I just want to say, I'm shocked that they're, like, doing weird Lord of the Rings prequels and franchise stuff. It's Lord of the Rings. It's the movie you can most get away with doing a new one every 15, 20 years, like, every, like, generation. You just make a new Lord of the Rings. Why, why do it? Why because- treat it like this? They want to keep the one that won all the awards because it's like, yeah, I do. I do think there's a certain amount of like, if you make Lord of the Rings again and it doesn't win eleven Oscars or whatever, then you you failed. Um, mm-hmm. Also, while I think the the book itself is like well equipped to be readapted, I think recasting Lord of the Rings is a fucking nightmare. No one wants to try to do. Uh, no. I got oh, one cast. I got one point. I got one for you. I got one. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, they remake okay. Lord of the Rings. Sean Bean Denethor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's like that it's like too good. it's too cute. I think like on some no, level it's, it's ultimately he's, too he cute, it, but he he's perfect it, for it. You're right. <laughs> That's the actual thing. Is that like because of the Game of Thrones stuff and like the things that's pulling from it, he's actually the perfect choice for it at this point. <laughs> I my mind just went to Keanu Reeves Legolas. No. Oh my god, he's too old. He's too no, old to begin the no, trading. <laughs> I don't know enough I mean, about actors to make the other casts, but uh, the, I the problem the problem is like if you do if you do that if you go down the route of everyone's like a known name, um, the film capsizes immediately. You can't have nine guys everyone already knows. Part of the reason Lord of the Rings got away with it is outside of Elijah Wood, uh, everyone's like a character actor. Uh, yeah, hmm. but character actors can be guys people know. People love character actors. You know what I mean? Like 
Keanu Reeves, not a character actor. No, I, I, I would not put Keanu Reeves in this fucking movie because he can't act. Sean Bean, Sean Bean became a, not a character actor after this film because of this movie. Yes. Mm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the I, version of Lord of the Rings where Timothy Chalamet's in it, it fucking doesn't work. I genuinely don't know I, how you would cast the, for the Hobbits now. It, like, if I'm I like, were Ugh. doing this, I would try my hardest to find a spot for Michael Shannon. I don't know how. I don't I, know where. Gandalf. You could... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think that the the pool of talent doesn't exist in the right way. Like people, stars are too weird now. Everyone's done TV. It just doesn't work in the same way. I just think it'd be very hard to. This find is how right you now. end up with Stephen Amell as Aragorn. Oh <laughs> God, miserable! <laughs> I can, I can see it too. I can see it, and it's terrible. But I, I can envision it. He does look to the side you. as he's giving up some kind of speech. Um. I, I think Jeff Bezos should call me so that I can tell him my pitch for an Angmar TV show. I've got a pitch for a Blue Wizard TV show. <laughs> um, what else do I have? Oh, the Greyhavens look like Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's just a CG they set. Do. It looks fucking well, terrible. It's it miserable. It looks like Naboo. That's what <laughs> yeah. I said at the beginning of that shot where it starts at the top. It's like, yeah. oh, we're back on Naboo. <laughs> it's, it's specifically the quality of the, the compositing of those final shots and the way it's lit remind me of the Jedi Temple when they're all running around a CG set in Episode 2. Yeah, um, when, the, when the boat is pulling away, if you look, you don't see it unless you look for it, but you can see the three little hobbits superimposed onto the onto the art, and they're very so, jarring. There's so much bad compositing <laughs> happening, especially at the end of this movie. It's like, what also, are we doing here? All I was well, thinking I'll, about was like, did... Did Gandalf and Frodo have a conversation that's like, all right, you're gonna take me, and I'm not gonna say I'm going, but then after, like, then like you're gonna you're gonna walk towards the boat, and then you're gonna turn around, and you're gonna say, hey, by the way, psych, I'm leaving too now. Uh, I think it was an unspoken conversation where they both knew, but they hadn't said it. Mm-hmm. But no, he doesn't. He doesn't like say, oh, I've realized I have to go. He says, no, I am like. <laughs> it no, plays yeah, like I he think... always knew he was going. It's just a weird yeah, scene. I think they did. They just decide I, not to tell Mary Pippin and Sam really ruin their days. Just fucking yeah, destroy the them for no reason. The same thing he did last time he left them. I, so, like, I, I know... And the time before that. I know why they don't have uh, Skyrim or Shire. I think it's, like, a bad idea, but I, that's hard to do. I get that is a challenge of adapting Lord of the Rings. Is how do you have, like... And then they go back to... Uh, to the Shire and it's been taken over and they've got to deal with that, but also it's, like, ten minutes of a much longer movie that's already over. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I get why you can't do that, but the the other stuff is like the long tale of Frodo and Sam like drifting apart is I understand why that's hard to do in a movie because it just relies on an abstraction of time that you can't really do on screen because like there's a whole paragraph that are like and then Sam and Rosie and uh, Frodo lived together and then like Frodo would just like sit and look and like you know they would look in his eye like he was somewhere else and he was mentioning the weather top thing and. Uh, uh, it just like stretches out their lives in a way that you can't do with just like images and sound, uh, or at least it's much harder to do. You can you can do abstraction, but um, uh, they don't here. They don't do a good job here, uh, and it's a shame because like that's maybe the best stuff in the book. The final chapter of the Lord of the Rings, as we talked about here, is so profoundly emotional to me, uh, and here it's just okay, I guess. Oh, I guess Frodo's leaving. Uh, you just don't feel why Frodo and Sam can't connect anymore. You don't feel like what is 
because first of all, like, the Rosie stuff is bad in that she doesn't speak and he's like, I'm going to go get married now. Um, you don't have also, like... Also, it's, yeah. it's a little undercut by Bilbo having the stupidest old man makeup of all oh, it's, time. Oh, it's, they go too far. It's really he bad, He looks yes. like he's from Prometheus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I actually I saw a clip of a podcast where the actors who played Pippin and Mary were saying that they wanted to be buried next to Vigo, just like their characters, but he wasn't down for it. But they would just wait. They were just going to wait him out. <laughs> Vigo should let them do it. I that's fucked up. Vigo should say yes. <laughs> I've never seen any other movie with Viggo Mortensen in it. Oh, you should watch uh, Eastern Promises or History of Violence. Those are good. I, you actually, Eastern Promises is the one you should watch. History of Violence might might not be Nora's bag, but I don't. Take. I don't love a History of Violence, but I haven't seen it since I was. Have you seen Eastern Promises? No, I have not. I think you would like. I think Nora would like that a lot. Uh, and I'm I think scrolling like through. This is also true for me. I haven't seen a single one that isn't Lord of the Rings. Wow! Fuck. Hidalgo? No. That's the only one I could name because it, <laughs> okay. was, it had ads on the uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings TV. I've not seen Hidalgo. I was, I was joking. But, um, Isn't man, he in The Road? Yes, he's in The Road. Yes. yes, I don't like that movie, but yes, he's that in The Road. That movie's fucking bad. The one time <laughs> yes. I owned a, a copy of The Road, he was on the cover. Yeah. Did you um, watch it? It was a book. I assume you meant the book, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I watched it sit on my shelf and not get fucking read. <laughs> I thought you meant that you like you know had a DVD of the road from Walmart or something. Oh, so I misunderstood the thing on the screen right now. Mm. I thought for a second that Viggo Mortensen had been in Twenty Eight Days Later. He was not. He was in a film called Twenty Eight Days, which is different. very different. Very different. I forgot different. he's in the Gus Van Zant Psycho. Yeah, the only I mean, he's just he was acting before Lord Psycho. of the Rings. <laughs> Um, yeah, Eastern Eastern Promises. He's like, he's like a fucking Russian mafia hitman, and it's really good. I do like that whenever they do the um, like Lord of the Rings uh, reunions, where they all look fucking old now. Um, all the hobbits are there, and they're like the tightest that homies have ever been ever. Uh, <laughs> and then like Vigo's just kind of standing there, like, "Hello, I'm here too." <laughs> he just doesn't have it I mean, like that. Partially, it's like he didn't go through the thing with the, they like all the stuff that everyone else did, right? Um, and uh, just because of the ways that, like, when everyone went and got the like tattoos for the fellowship, John Reese Davies didn't get the tattoo. His like stunt, his like body double went and got the thing because he was the one who was hanging out with them all the time. Yes, like they didn't hang out with John Reese Davies when Gimli's on set. Uh, no, he was just there to do some lines. <laughs> yes. John Reese davies getting just more of comedy relief as the movies go on. That's actually been pretty good. I did really enjoy. Uh, he's. I, 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 I can barely name a thing Gimli does in this in this movie. Um, he's a, still only counts as one. That's it. He falls like, over oh. that time. He coughs. He's he's sitting he, in Denethor's chair, which I I makes me mad. I'm like, what are you doing? He blow. He gets the ghost hand in his face, and he starts. <laughs> oh right, yes. <laughs> This is one of the real fun, like extended edition things. And like, so he comes out of the cave uh, and he reveals the ghost army, uh, and they take over the boats. Uh, but then yeah. he gets off the boats 
and he reveals the ghost army and they charge onto the land. And I'm like, only one of these shots was in the movie originally. You 100% know this to be true. And it was the, the, the one of the, uh, the, it didn't show him get, acquiring the boats the first time because you don't need it because it's the same thing that he does twice with the yeah. same yeah, ghosts. It's, it's cool when he says this army. It's the same <laughs> shot. It's the same shot both times. You only needed it once. It's so stupid to do that exact reveal twice. Um, not to mention uh, this, is, this is like how Amor is introduced three times in the last movie. <laughs> and yeah. this movie does fucking nothing other than be kind of sexist to his sister. He screams. Yes. And he does that one line in the camp, which is like, oh, yeah, this is a Carl Urban line. OK, we got one. Embarrassingly, I spent when, the when entire time. When he was being sexist to Eowyn, he was doing it with like a specific Carl Urbanness. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's Carl Urban. <laughs> Deeply embarrassingly, I was spending like a solid three quarters of this movie. Whenever Amy was on screen staring at him going, who the fuck is that? I definitely know him. I definitely know him. Who the fuck is that? And then I was all oh, right, Carl Urban, classic guy. Uh, but I was just looking at his face like, that's such a recognizable face. I definitely know that man <laughs> every, every time Amy was on screen. Because he's You're got cringe. a very You're cringe. Face. You're being cringe right now. Wait, is it cringe to know someone? Or to not to not remember Carl Urban is cringe. I, I did remember clearly, just not you know whatever. He was great in the uh, uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, I've not. I've he not was seen a cool goth space knight with like the heaviest eyeshadow I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Is that on. the end of the podcast? Are we done talking about Return of the King? Any other last comments? Um, uh, Howard Shore doing work. Uh, the the Howard Shore like orchestral version of the song, the credit song, um, is so much better than the actual Annie Lennox song, which is incredibly mid. Uh, it's wild the dichotomy there. The <clears throat> Howard Shore is putting in work on this movie because like the last hour of this movie is mostly like reaction shots uh-huh. or like just like. There's so much of this movie that is, like, people mouthing things at camera but not actually saying them. Or, like, you know, I don't know. There's so much of this movie that's, like, silent, quote-unquote. And so Howard Shore has to put in work because otherwise the, the there would just be nothing happening. <laughs> we did not watch the credits. We did not. No, oh, you didn't get to see everyone's, long. like, terrible uh, actor credit card where it's, like, a photo of them, but it has, like, a pencil art Photoshop filter over it? It's really good. Oh. I had to go watch the Prince of Persia trailer. Okay. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, these movies are worth it because we got that uh, that interview with Elijah Wood and um, the guy pretending to be a f- fake German guy. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Do you yeah. wear wigs? When will you wear wigs? <laughs> I don't remember this. The first time I saw that, I fucking died. It is so funny. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember the wigs interview? No. Um, that's gonna do it for this episode of Mordor Movie Night. We will be back at some point where. I guess Jackson and I will watch <laughs> The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Fuck you. Fuck you both. Uh, to be fair, I was very clear when we started, not just the Mortar Movie Night, but literally back in Book Club, I would not be watching The Hobbit movie. 
That's I'm not true. going to do that. This was clear from the start, but now if it's just me and me and, uh, and Nora, as um, I'm glad I'm with with you at the end of all things. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are some anomalous movies. <laughs> I have oh, seen still them, but I did. You have hmm? to let me know when you're going to watch um, uh, Lawrence Arabia, so I can watch Twister. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll do that hey, let me tell you, if you like have... if you like Lord of the Rings and ridiculous epic movies about incredible guys, Lawrence Arabia. Twister. <laughs> here's here's a quick secret. If there's a guy and he's in a desert, I'll watch that movie. Well, I've Lawrence got great of... news about Lawrence of Arabia. I know. When, Arabia. When's the Scorpion King franchise? After the Mummy. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, did you see my suggestion? That you should do Bionicle. Uh, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to do Bionicle. Do I did Bion- not see this, but I'm not going to watch Bionicle. There's four Bionicle yeah. movies in a TV show. You do Bionicle, part of my franchise. No, it's okay. We're using kids' movies very sparingly, or trying okay. to. Yeah. I, next, we're doing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we mainly did Trek because we couldn't do Dungeons and Dragons when I wanted to. And now the we, movie's out. Yeah. How many Dungeons do and Dragons TMNT movies are there? After there are three of them, plus the new one that came out this year. Uh, okay. Or oh, TMNT. One of which yeah. was direct to DVD. What would TMNT then, even be? Like, like, how do you incorporate the TV shows into this? What TV shows? They're like they're Rangers doesn't do TV, TV shows. No, I mean, it's for the podcast. It's a movie podcast. Yeah. No, we would just okay. do movies. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't do, like, Turtles Forever? Might do Worlds Collide. Worlds Collide. That's the, the one that's the two, the 2003 and the 90s. The, there is a yeah. table on Wikipedia that says... TMNT films, and that is what I would be using. Yeah. Okay. I might include Worlds Collide in there. Regardless, M, where could people find you online? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find all my podcasts on RealMapping.com. What I really want you to do is go to YouTube and type in Dia Lucina and watch me and Dia play through Gabriel Knight 2, because that's the best thing I've got going on right now. Uh, it's fucking incredible. If you want to watch uh, the world's worst actor badly fumble getting hit on by German aristocrats, we've got your back. That's I don't know where people find you online. You can find me on Twitter at a tumble underscore coffee. Uh, export. I burped there. Sorry, I'm going to take another take that. You can find me on Twitter at a tumble underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at a tumble export odd dot io to support the podcasts. Jackson. You can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. Uh, you can find the Patreon at patreon.com slash a normal for me and M. Because uh, M did it the other way around and it always confuses me. Uh, where you can get the Great Gundam Project for one dollar a month, Blockbusters for five dollars a month, and Void Life for ten. Good value. We just had tiers. we just had a whole episode on Paddington that was really good. Uh, we mostly just talked about Paddington because Paddington has so much to fucking talk about. Because it's one of the craziest uh, movies we've ever covered. Yeah, yeah, sure is. You can find me on Twitter and co-host at Skull Daughter. You can find me at NoraBlake.online, and you can find me on other podcasts such as Export Audio Podcasts, and also. On the second best game dot club, which takes you to Journal Updated, the podcast I do with Molly, where we play video games. I just started playing Castlevania Lords of Shadow last night. That game slaps. You know what game slaps? You know what's a fucking great game? What's that? Half Life. Yeah, that's true. Eh. Yeah. Eh. It's pretty good. Eh. We're so rude about Half Life. I was listening to the journal, and you were like, "Oh, it's Barney," and I was like, "Fucking Barney! Who cares? Half Life, they're fake." I'm so rude. (laughs) I'm just such a media about Half Life. (laughs) Uh, Someday they'll make an about that.
they're not going to make any more Half-Life. They're never going to make another Half-Life game. I bet they will, but not in the way anyone wants. No. They'll make another when they've got another VR headset to sell you, they'll make another Half-Life. They just Half- announced a new VR headset. Oh, did they? God, okay. Half-Life Alex uh, coming out at the exact day when they like sent all the... They sent everyone like VR headsets and setups to sell that game. Giant Bomb was going to do the quick look. The whole thing was like, well, here's Half Life Alex. We're going to sell it to everyone. And then they all had to go home for COVID the second it came in before the embargo broke. So no one could actually cover that game properly. Very funny. Very funny. Man. Um, but yeah. Luckily, they don't have to make a Half Life game to sell you Steam Decks because I probably would play that. That's the thing, is I still care on some level. Part of me still really cares and wants there to be good Half-Life. They're, I'm, I'm never going to get it. They should just remake Decay. What's, which which one's PS2 Decay? Yeah. Can, we, can we go so I can yeah, eat dinner? I don't want to talk no, about these video games. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye. Um, uh, uh, a sword day! A red day! Death! Death! Thank you.